Now it's like I just, ah, give me two weeks. So. Guys, welcome back to Scum Town. I'm your host, Vinny Beetle. Today we have a special guest. We're here with Big E and C, Ian Cunningham. What's up, bro? What's up, guys? So we're laughing and joking right before I get this thing going here because Ian, uh, we have, we've been friends for a long time, but we were just talking about uh, the show that I did with Artie Lang uh, in South Windsor and... <laughs> Basically, I was showing you a video, and I'm going to play the clip really quick for everybody <laughs> listening, because the comics that did this video... What's going on, man? It's Sean Hennessy, Bullpen Therapy. We're here with the one and only Artie fucking Lang, man. What's going on, Artie? How you doing, Sean? Good to be here with you, brother. I'm, I'm good, man. Dude, thank you so much for talking to us. What, did, what are you smoking? I got the I got the smoked honey, man. I got the smoked honey liquid gold. It's fucking amazing. I, I, I gotta try that. I gotta try that because you know I, I gotta get rid of these, man. I gotta get rid of these. Oh man, it's great. You definitely gotta try the smoked honey, man. So we're gonna get you on the podcast one of these days, man. I, absolutely, Sean. Sure. I love to do it. I love to do it. Thanks for coming out and talking to us. Thanks for coming out to Connecticut, man. Keep doing you. Keep plugging it. Keep killing it, man. And thank you so much. Anytime, Sean. Vinny Peter's a good man. And we'll <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Hey, listen. <laughs> so listen, there, listen. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, there's a rule when you hold the microphone, Vinny. So, like, we're, we're doing a podcast here, so you've got a stationary microphone. There's no handing it back and forth. But when you're doing an interview and you ask a question, you actually have to put the microphone in the guy's next to the guy. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, so I'm Sean Hennessy. I'm with Artie Lang. Artie's like, good to be here, Sean. And you can't even hear Artie because Sean didn't put the microphone in Artie's face. Anyway. Well, Anyways, Another Hall so of the, that's the uh, the bullpen therapy podcast. Brian Bargainer and Sean Hennessy, go give it a listen. They talk; it's actually a pretty cool theme podcast. They talk about like getting arrested in jail stories and stuff. And uh, you know, I know that Brian and Sean absolutely hate my guts. Like they always. Well, they're a couple of Hall of Famers. <laughs> they got hard ons for everybody in the state, <laughs> except for them. And I mean, honestly, dude, I really have nothing even bad to say about them. But I thought it was so funny because. I know that Brian was on the show, and you were supposed to be on the show with Artie right. Lang in Connecticut, yeah. okay? And so I'm thinking to myself at the time, I'm like, you know, obviously I'm going nuts just trying to make the show happen. And at the end of the show, Brian um, and Sean got in line in the VIP line to meet Artie with all the customers that were paying like 100 bucks. And I was, I didn't like move him to the front of the line. I didn't want to cut anybody who was paying, you know, money. But also, they could have just went up to him in the green room. We had a whole green room where he was sitting the whole time. And Brian didn't really want to go back to the green room. He didn't know where it was, but it was a new place. And I'll be honest, I didn't tell him where it was, maybe. I don't know. You know, I definitely might have. You know, I definitely think I, that he was might have Was it next to the bowling around. alley? We had a green room where people were signing. You know, everybody would sign the walls and stuff. It was like it was like actually the loading dock of where they brought in all the supplies for the place. It was yeah. like this little room. Um, it wasn't even a room. It was like a breezeway that I turned into a green room. But anyways, they guys, I know they can't stand me. And so they get this. They, they, they actually were in line. And I'm, as soon as they came up, I said, Artie, these two kids work super hard. Like, I did the opposite of big timing. I was like, I know they hate me, but I'm still going to give them the awesome connect you know and that's not so you nowhere by the way but trying to help people who don't want to help themselves i know you. i know but you know anyway so i said these guys are awesome you know they have their own podcast the bullpen therapy go listen to their podcast you know or can you be on it i was i don't even remember what i was saying but i was like really trying to plug with it he goes i'll do it so they set it up for for him uh, sean and brian to go do Artie link's podcast at his hotel the next day 
So I was like, okay, I'll bring him up a pizza, you know, for my dad's place. And, like, I like to do that for anybody that comes into town. My dad makes a great pizza. Inferno. It's Inferno amazing. Tables, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So anyway, so I go get the pizzas and I shoot up there. And they're calling me and they're like, dude, we've been waiting for a minute. Like, and he's not coming out or, like, coming out of his room. So they end up getting another – I get another hotel room to put them in. And so once I put them in that room, I was like, and then he'll come into it when he's ready. That way he didn't have to rush. It's fucking right, already It's already lying. Babe Ruth, bro. That's what I always tell people. You the know? Babe Ruth of drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Great I love. met of comedy and drugs. Like, no, Artie. I love him. He's my... I met he's like my a rock pro- star, you know? Rodney Dangerfield is dead. Artie Lang is my next hero. Yeah, he's awesome. So, such a normal dude, man. And anyways, we'll tell you. And a Yankees fan, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So, you should have been there for all this. I didn't have to tell you this now. going through hell. I know. Ian always goes through, like, these uh, manic fucking episodes where he's, like, trapped in the four walls in his house. But anyways, already, I don't even know if that, that might be the once in a lifetime. Because I don't know if I'll get to work with him again. I talk to him, text him once in a while. But it's so hard. He's a year clean to go back to the same crowd you were hanging with when you were fucking banging around, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so we, uh, they, I introduce them. They're waiting in the hotel. Well, Rod, Rodney Norman is clean, right? He's a Norman. <laughs> have him approach Artie. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe uh, Rodney is. You think, how do you think Artie would feel when a guy with a haircut like Rodney's like, hey, Vinnie Beatles. They have the same haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney, he really wants to be like an Aristotle of our generation. He is probably. amazing. And he I is. love his, his Facebook lives. And uh, by the way, and this is no joke. He was talking about doing some stuff for the vets, and I was just thinking the same thing because veterans commit suicide at an epidemic rate. Did you know 20 vets kill themselves a day? That's over 7,000 a year. And it's unbelievable. That's and so crazy. I want to get to the bottom of it, not just throw money at the problem. I want to get to the bottom of that. And I know it's definitely that, a mental health thing. Yes. Which needs to be addressed completely for everybody. Yeah. As so humans, I know Rodney you know? wants to do that, and so do I. So I think that's something that we yeah, can maybe cool. put together. That's sometime. cool. Yeah. I would keep me away from anything military-related just because I don't want to commit any fraudulent crimes when it comes to <laughs> finances right. related to the Air Force He was supposed like to that. pay the veterans. <laughs> I'll find the like closest ones to death oh, yeah. <laughs> to show for, and then not the check never made it or something, oh, you know. Man. But the show's still had good spirits, and yeah, everything. right. You know, like I've done the fundraisers. Actually, before we finish the story, I I had a, a fundraiser last weekend in Hernando Beach, Florida. Yeah, and the fundraisers, if you know, if they have a cause, they have to sell the tickets. We show up and do the show, so we went all the way to Florida, and they sold like ten tickets. And not only did they sell ten tickets, they didn't even charge those ten people. The four people that came to watch me, that were fans of me, donated all the money, the two hundred dollars, to the people. And can I finish a story before you tell it? Because I, you sold like fifty tickets like an hour before the show somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny probably went to the closest town with more than ten thousand people. <laughs> Well, we ended up raising two hundred. Guys, want some comedy tickets? Well, I made a joke because when they didn't want to charge anybody, I put out my weed jar that I usually have for people to throw in money for weed, and I said, "Look, you know, to raise money for the kids, since you guys didn't pay for these tickets, you know, throw the money you're going to pay for the tickets in, in this jar, and we'll give it to put it in the, the weed kid. fund." You know, <laughs> I did, and look, they didn't do it. So at the end of the show, actually, I ended up they didn't do it again. So I ended up giving the bracelets to the dad and said, "Go collect the money." He didn't want it. So by that, it was falling apart. So by that time, at the end of the show, everybody kicked in and put all the money in. Problem is, one of the dudes in the crowd came up to me and handed it to me and goes, here, here, here's your weed money. And I was so like, I'm trying to, there's somebody there trying to book me for another gig and I'm trying to talk to them and I'm into that. I take it and I put it in my back pocket. 
And dude, you gotta see the parents of this fundraiser. They think they're getting pulled fast one by scumbag. <laughs> they got nothing <laughs> fucking guy, money. This guy's got a reputation. Oh, well, what's his name? <laughs> scumbag <laughs> Vinny. That's <laughs> on the flyer and everything. <laughs> oh, a charity yeah. event run yeah. by scumbag it's Vinny. Like, <laughs> all proceeds go. <laughs> I end up just giving them the money. Half the I proceeds like, hey, go to weed funds. Dude, but the thing is, is there was definitely like 40 or $60 of my own money in my pocket too, but I felt so bad I just gave it all. You know, yeah. I was like, because they were they were really like struggling. But I was like, you guys should have sold the fucking tickets. You know, well, I love how you I drove twelve hundred miles to do the show, dude. And I, I love how you said on Jay Bandy's podcast, you were talking about. Well, now that like I'm like trademarked as scumbag Vinny, I'm not trying to be a scumbag anymore. I'm just kind of <laughs> in recovery. Yeah. <laughs> so back to this story about Sean and Brian. So they they're waiting in the hotel, and Artie never comes to do this podcast. He just he just no shows him, and he's in the same building. And, you know, you don't know which room he's in, and I'm not going to tell him what, he just doesn't want to go, he doesn't want to go, dude, like, you know? So then they come to the show that night, and the show was great, and they, and then afterwards, they're outside with the mic, and they do that interview, and it's like, they wanted to plug the business, which was his sponsor, Sean, you know, which I, dude, the I would honey, do the same thing. The honey, yeah, whatever? Yeah, but number one, it's a weed thing. So Artie's plugging it like it's a cigarette, you know. Yeah. I gotta get rid of these. If it was coke, Artie'd be all he, over. He almost violated Artie's probation just in that video. <laughs> <laughs> so, long story short, then he plugs me and he goes, "Vinny, Vinny, Beetle for best." Yeah, of course he, he wants to go back to Jersey and get some blows. Vinny Beetle's the Babe Ruth the comedy. <laughs> now nah, the best part about that weekend was. Um, I'm nervous Artie's not coming. This is the first time I ever met him. And everybody's telling me Artie's not coming, Artie's not coming, Artie's not coming. And Bob Levy calls me. He goes, we're rolling in high. <laughs> he goes, I got Artie. He goes, and I'll tell you what. He goes, uh, my tires, there's something wrong with them. He pulls up, dude. All four tires are in the metal of this minivan. The metal. And and like the, the car's like maybe 5,000 miles over the oil change. I mean, it was fucked up. They were not making it home. And I didn't feel like renting them a car, so I said, give me some money that I paid you already, and I'll go get this car fixed. And he gave me some of the money, and I went, and I got four tires on them at a Spanish place in New Britain. Right. I got them an oil change, cleaned it, brought that thing back, looking brand new. Not And, and Artie, you got to see Artie yelling at Bob Levy, and he's going, you made this fucking kid clean your fucking car and put tires on? <laughs> he goes, this is the worst. He goes, I sold out Carnegie Hall. Now I'm doing this shit. He goes, Vinny. And he's grabbing me. He goes, Listen to me, kid. He goes, and he knew. Artie grabbed hold of me. Everybody thought it was because of drugs. And I shit you not, it was because of that moment. He was like, I'm not letting this kid, who's a young kid, get taken advantage of by pieces of shit like Levy anymore. <laughs> you know, but fuck Bob Levy. And he was like, Finny, I'm giving you my number. I want to work with you. You know, fuck Bob. And he was saying that. And I, ne I never said fuck Bob at that moment. I always kept Bob involved until Bob didn't want to be. But, yeah. So, Artie, man. That's just one story. That used car experience probably helped you to get those tires quick. Huh? Uh, oh, yeah. I had the connections already. It just actually was from traveling so much as a comic and always blowing a tire or something and knowing where to get one cheap. Yeah. But, yeah, I am kind of a car guy. But, anyways, Big Ian C in the house, guys. Ian is a comedian from Connecticut. He's also We're from the same town, Vinny. He's like yeah. Connecticut. I don't know what town he's from. But you didn't go to East Haven High School. No, I was afraid to go there. Really? Yeah. Why? I'll admit that. Well, because all right. First of all, redhead, like, redhead, Irish. You know, Mick 
Like I, I joke, no, my last name is Cunningham. And you like, had fears like a black kid going East State. <laughs> right, all the Italians would beat me up. I didn't know I was going to be 230, all muscular and strong and shit. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't miss much at East David. Yeah, you know I mean? no, I thought I'd get shoved in the locker. I didn't realize it wouldn't fit in one, oh you know. <laughs> but, Did you know, I used to call myself Cunning Salami in high school. <laughs> Just to fit in, I thought, oh, they won't know that, you know, my name ain't Lorenzo. Or, <laughs> you know. What is it with you and deli meats and Italians? You want, you're a big Tony Soprano. Did you hear my bolognese joke? No. I would, when I first went to an Italian restaurant, I saw the, the bolognese. I didn't know it was pasta sauce. I thought it came on a hard roll with mayonnaise, you know, like like bologna or something. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> it's so, a corny joke. Sorry, guys. So Ian, Ian uh, and, and I met. Um, back when Ian was running a show called the Jess and Ian Show, which was a online radio and also live show, like it was a mix of both. So or... what it was, this was the Jess and Ian Show. The first, the first Jess and Ian Show. <laughs> Ian shuts uh, the window well, behind me. I understand acoustics. <laughs> Vinny's still learning on that. Uh, I the... like the natural surroundings. <laughs> yeah, you like. I like to hear somebody stealing a motorcycle yeah. in the background. <laughs> By the way, like side side thing. Honda that, orders. Uh, I want to give a shout out to New Britain because it's. It, a guy was posting a picture. He said that uh, Puerto Rico was beautiful, right? And I was like, so he's showing these like videos of Puerto Rico, and it's basically New Britain, but like you could see like beautiful clear water in the background. <laughs> so like New Britain is gorgeous. Anyway, uh, well, there's the, one half of New Britain that you have a bed to that's all Polish people. Yeah, it's all Polish. It's Little Poland, and and basically there's this rivalry between Puerto Rican and Poland people around here. Yeah, Polish people and Polish people are naturally stupid. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> They're just like stupid people. You I know? do knew, know that. So Remember, I, I used to date Katrina. Oh yeah, she was Polish. Polish? Yeah, really. But she was very proud of like the stupidity. She's like, I'm. Polish. I gotta be honest, with you, I have no dumb. idea who Katrina. I can't keep up with. I, I now I'm kind of getting it. But the thing is, is that you literally go from one long relationship to, to another, another. But one, now, yeah. hopefully, this is it. Hopefully, you've tied the knot. I have. Good. Yeah, this is it for me. You're yeah. living together too. Yeah. So you weren't living with any of those other girls. This is a different no, thing. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I'm living with Angel. She's got and a house in Pine Orchard. And I've known you for Orchard. 10 years probably. I don't know how long I've known you. I've had to know you at least. No, five. no. So, so all right. So I'll tell you how I met Vinny was I was doing the Jessineen show with Jess Janone. And uh, I was fresh off a concussion, by the way. And uh, it kind of effed me up from working. I, I was a construction worker working full time, 60 hours a week. And my back was all effed up and I had a brain injury. And I started doing, I always want to do this variety show. I've had this idea for this variety show and I wanted to kind of like do YouTube episodes and I wanted to mix it kind of, I wanted to be like a live, if you think about like just a live band during a happy hour, but I wanted it to be this variety show, like a J, like a Jay Leno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where yeah. like there's a monologue in the beginning. I had a band. I love the show. Do you remember the band? I remember everything about it. It's you a Jesse like, show. You kind of had like a, definitely the platform that, it, like, I don't know why you don't take that same platform and do something else. Because it, it'll work. Oh, I'm going to do it. I want you, know? you and me to do it. Yeah, we yeah, should we that. should do When we that, go to Atlantic you know? City, we'll kill it. Because no one else that. could offer that kind of no, they can't that sketch comedy that that stand improv up, comedy music, stand up whatever you want to put into it really yeah. and it, you know who was supposed to be so I you were on the second ever Jess and Ian show you know who was booked for the first who guess was, who we were talking East Haven comedy here Dave Moon Dave Moon I offered him fifty dollars and he, so Dave Moon was my feature dad did he do it he never showed up no he didn't <laughs> <laughs> and by the way by the way. There were 60 people at the opening night. Dude, when I went, it was packed. 
No, but you it wasn't. You paid me a hundred. You must have paid me. I paid you fifty dollars. No, you didn't. No, I'll get to where I paid you in week four. I paid you two hundred dollars. I'll get to why. I remember everything. I don't Dude, I, I remember when you gave me the money, and I was like, "Holy shit!" But yeah, it was so awesome. That was the week. first time I did comedy. So, all right. So this is a very fascinating story. So I offered Dave Moon fifty dollars to do the first episode. Mike Conroy said, "Text this guy, Dave. I know Dave." So. Dave's like, yeah, I'll do it. Well, Dave never showed up, but I was so, I had so many guests packed. I had Ian Biggs for that first show. I had a fucking live band. We had 60 people. We did sketch comedy. Joe, uh, what was his name? Joe Reddington. Joe Reddington, Mel V. I, I, uh, Joey AX was my peanut gallery. I had the girl, uh, the, the cute girl that you vibed with the yes. second week. Yes. And it was just, it was a shit show, but it was a good shit show. And it uh, all kind of worked. It all worked. And my first, Guess my musical band that I, I interviewed was a band called Cometa. And so in week two, I said, all right, well, Dave didn't show up. I'll have Vinny show up. I pay, I'll pay you $50, Vinny, come up and do stand-up. And we had half the audience. So we had 30 people instead of 60. But that's Anna Liffey's room. It's, it looks packed. With and it was a Wednesday night. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it was... I remember I did the Nick Fratiani, uh Thing I, I don't. You I, did a bunch of clips on on, the, on of Nick of what of Nick Freddie was thinking. You did stuff yeah, with me, I did, I did some and I seen your humor. I was like, holy shit, right. this kid put time into like, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I really, I really worked hard at it. And so Vinny's doing the um the stand up. He ends up he's he ends up doing like fifteen minutes, and the crowd's going. I have nuts. to tell you my experience with it. Well, I came into the room week three. I'm talking about week two though. Oh, week two, my yeah. first time ever on the show. When I walk in, Analytics is like a little New York comedy club. It seats like 50 people. When I walk in, I see the band. I see the judges. I seen all these people. I've done shows in that same room that weren't this serious, you know? Yeah. And so I swear to God, I was going to go with this whole like TV show host like kind of mentality. But I really ended up, Ian, just saying to myself, like, I need to be funny. And so I remember making fun of everything and everybody, yes. you know, and I remember changing the whole dynamic, right. but I realized that was going to be the only way people laughed. And I felt like if they laughed, we're winning, right? Like it's right. funny as shit, you know? So you kind of like, you unironically, ironically made shit like funny that like you didn't even know it might've been funny. You just right. put this together and now it's fucking hysterical, you know? Right. Well, because when you, when you, then add... I wanted to be a part of it every week. Right. So that's what happened. So, so Vinny sees, so I don't know what the hell Ian's on, but he's on to something. You know what I mean? He's got, he's got parades, people coming in, juggling. He's got everybody coming through this thing. Clowns were coming in there. People doing magic shows. I mean, I had everybody on the show. And Vinny's like, I want to, I want to come back. So Vinny came back on week three. Was it week three or week four that they waxed was, my chest? I was, no, dude, I was there for that too. Yeah, I was there. Well, for you that. had such a good dynamic with the girl Alyssa. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, like, you made a joke, like, well, might as well call this. The Vinny and Alyssa show. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, when Vinny said that, I was like, I gotta have Vinny back for week for week three. So I Vin think that was a lot of the problem with it too. Was like I agree, I was so aggressive, and so it was hard for Jess to even shine at some point during those live yeah, events. Right. And it's not that she's not, but you know what else? It was like she needed to have prepared like questions and like and like rebuttals and like. Yeah. But it's hard. You I was know very that prepared, but I was not like a natural comedian like you were at the time like i was not i couldn't like i was just kind of learning on the fly nah, you, you and no but Vinny outshined me not only in week two and week three but the hall of famers in connecticut mm -hmm. would have said oh i'm not booking Vinny again because he's making me look bad i, know. I looked at it like no Vinny makes the show look great and i said Vinny's a great talent he's so good at, at just improv comedy uh 
a different kind of improv comedy. People think improv comedy is just like grabbing something randomly and making something out of it. No, Vinny could, uh, with his verbally, improv anything. So you came back and you did the play-by-play for the waxing. I got my friends from Classic Touch, my friend Katie, to wax my chest. I was like, hey, you're giving her like this lady who waxes chest plugs like years later. Classic Touch still over there. Does the, she do it? Yeah, trolley, trolley uh, square. Well, she's a hair cutter. But in she's, East Haven, Connecticut, yeah. you're around and want your chest waxed. You want, you want a West, uh, West Is it chest? red hair? Red chest hair? No, it's, it's like translucent. He's going to show me. Oh, it's, yeah, it is. It's a little darker. Wow, a little darker he just whipped his chest out. Nice. I awesome. did, yeah. Welcome to Scum if you were, If we had a Facebook Live, you'd get a free peek. <laughs> but so so Vinny's, so I'm getting my chest waxed. I don't even know how that started, but you had such great commentary for that. And you really kind of took over the show, and I was... <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of ruined it after that. So I did three or four, we did three or four weeks every week. Imagine booking acts, bands, the whole thing. It was, Dude, it, that's it was what draining. I really was like not, I really have not been able to be a part of something like that since, so I definitely want to do that, but I think now it's just like, yeah, me and you, you know, we just rock it out. Anybody that wants to come back, sure, and I think it'd be funny to do a throwback episode where Jess hosts one episode. Oh, I'd love to. But we plan some shit for her. Maybe we even write some absurd shit for her to say that people wouldn't even think she would say, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just got to be like... Jess has talent, a talent level. She's got a 10 talent level, but she's got a 3 belief. She doesn't believe in what herself. she's doing enough to know well, how Well, actually, that is. works. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you're failing. It's trying that people really stop themselves from doing. You know what I mean? Right. It's like actually doing it. And that was something I kept talking about, Dave Moon, on this freaking Jay Banny's podcast. Because right. like, Jay was like, I'm all about real. I'm all about being real. And I was like, dude... This guy's like reliving a 10-year highlight in this one episode. Yeah. I failed more last year than this guy has failed, failed in, his in his life, you know? And I'm yeah. like, how could we – we're comparing two different things right now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he and, – and I've said it. Like, dude, he probably has the talent. He's the his, Sandy Koufax of comedy. The yeah. guy put, put forward just like dominated – yeah, Very but he never put on. down. He never put out an album. You look at guys like Pat Oates, who I can't stand, but he puts out comedy albums and podcasts. That's today's shit, Ian. Yeah. What Dave's? He doesn't even have video of some of his best sets. Right. He's living in a lost time, dude. He's yeah. living in a lost time. Well, he's, he's busy be, now. Now he's got the kids and, and stuff like that. Well, listen, dude. Everybody has that. Every entertainer has kids. Adam Sandler's worth three hundred fifty million. Got more kids and problems than Dave. Right. It's no excuse. He let crime get in the way. He let like right. that dirty the gangster shit. That yeah. East Haven shit. Well, that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid of running into Dave Moon or I, I didn't know Dave Moon or Vinnie Beetle when I went. I'm older than both of them. So I didn't know either of them going into high school, but it was just, I just heard about Freshman Friday at East Haven High, and I'm just like, I'll just go to the Catholic school, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Freshman I, Friday was... I didn't realize I was going to, like Freshman I said, Friday was like a coronavirus. It was like something people were scared of, but it didn't really affect but, anybody. But they weren't throwing guys that were 6'3". I was 185 pounds in high school. I didn't realize that I was bigger than everybody, yeah. that they wouldn't F with me. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, you thought... I never got bullied because of my size. You got psyched out before the game. I got psyched started. out by Scumbag Vinny and Dave Moon types. No, because see, I was afraid what year of... did you graduate? I graduated in 2003. See, I quit high school in 2009, bro. You dropped out. Yeah, but I wasn't even that age. Yeah. You're well, old as fuck. I am old as hell. Dave yeah. Moon's old as fuck. Well, he's younger than me, but... Is he really? Yeah. So you're talking this game like you're about to go into Freshman Friday scared of me and Dave and you're older than no, me. No, I'm using you guys as the example. So Dave, <laughs> so 
actually, so Dave was the type of guy who was who was hustling and he was selling shit, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And you were selling fake fish tickets. I'm afraid of, that scares the crap out of me, you know? No, I grew up very. I know sharp. you're over here going, Vinny. I'm trying to do comedy. Can you stop dissecting my jokes? I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up with like Tony Soprano. Like, you motherfucking cuck, sucking son of a mother. You know when AJ like every time he swears, oh, and slaps. That's him. pretty much Dave. Every time I didn't have. Every time I didn't. Have money for like the two ounces he fronted me. Do it again. Do it again. Ask for money like your Dave movie. Oh, shucka, where's the fucking money, Vinny? <laughs> Give me the fucking money. And I'd be like, Dave, we're gonna do a show at Joker's Wild next week. We're gonna make a thousand. Oh, shucka, you better not be fucking lying. I swear to fucking God. Nah, he wouldn't even do him. I would tell Jay, Dave, look, Dave would go like this to me. He would call me up and be like, All right, Vinny. He'd be like, I got this thing for us to do. We got uh, a dozen North Face sweaters. And I need them gone by tomorrow, and you're going to make $60, you know, if you get rid of them. And I go like this. I'll go, Dave, we can pack out Joker's Wild and make like a grand each next week if we if we really put in the work. Cause like, so Dave wanted to sell North Face sweaters? He did for the longest time. Dude, he did stuff that people don't realize for hustling. Like, like there are people in East Haven that hate his guts more than me. And so every time I talk about him, they send me stuff in my email, in my inbox, like about him. I don't keep up with them. I'm telling you the truth. And I have proof of this. I can show you. And they send me stuff like, like, and you would never think I would know something like this. And even he hears it. He's like, fuck, this kid knows. It's like, this dude ordered $5,000 worth of candy bars from his kid's like baseball fundraiser. Right. I don't know what kind of sport it was. And like, he never paid the fundraiser. Like Wall he Street sold the all the candy. <laughs> he sold all the candy and his kid going door to door selling candy and the guy just like paid for his water heater or something like that yo i can imagine he, a guy saying yeah i'm allergic to almonds it's still selling that yo with i almonds. just i just here's the thing and i i, I stress it about dave because i think it's so funny v, the scumbag Vinny character is like he's like the kind of guy he's so unwoke he's like dude this kid's blowing on my spot talking about our scams like like he's still <laughs> into it he's still so deep he's you know? like i never know when i want to buy like some cracker jacks and sell oh, them at a ball i gotta field. tell you something the worst the worst thing that can, can you happen. imagine Dave Moon going to Shea Stadium or, or where do the Mets play City Field with, <laughs> with, with a bunch of cheap Cracker Jacks that fell off a truck? Yeah. And he's just like, Cracker Jacks here. <laughs> I swear to God. And you know what else? I'm not yeah, City Field officials chasing him off. <laughs> he's got to run out of the field. <laughs> and you know what else? I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. He, he's selling steroids in the second baseman <laughs> while he's getting chased by security. <laughs> This motherfucker just won't stop hustling. <laughs> I'm a hustler, homie. I'll sell fire to a well. Or what the, you know that Jay-Z song, I'll sell water to a well. You know he had to try to hustle in jail. Oh, imagine what he... <laughs> you know he had right, What do you think that... Like, I don't know nothing about jail. I don't either, but I What do you think Dave Moon, like, sold in jail? <laughs> he was probably... Uh, I think he probably... You know what's funny about him? Every time I hear a story about the wine thing, his number the numbers grow every time. It's like they're still investigating and finding more stolen bottles. Like like at first in the paper it was a quarter million, and I can swear you can hear him on the radio say like I owe six hundred thousand. Well, have you heard his joke about it? Nah. So I so I've been around Dave a lot. So his joke is how many how many jokes? Who's going to open mics and shit? No, no, no. He'll he'll. He's been on a couple shows. I've okay, yeah, yeah, So yeah. he talks about how many jokes he has to say to to get two hundred twenty. $5,000 worth of wine money back. And it went from 225000 to like 300000 Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. It's like it's got interest on it or something. <laughs> you know what's funny? I did say this in Jace too, and I thought it was like, 
I just was I, I listened to him on this podcast called Twenty Three and One, and it's like this guy, he's an awesome dude from that went to jail and talks all jail shit, you know. So he had Dave on as a guest because right. when you say you stole three hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of wine, you're and, gonna end up on this jail podcast. Of course, yeah. they love it. And Has it got, he been on the bullpen podcast? <laughs> Ian. <laughs> Sean will kill me. <laughs> I really don't want to beef with Sean Hennessy. You know, <laughs> I'd rather talk about Chris like, Clark. I'm like Chris podcast. Clark. Yeah, sea snacks. I'd rather another about, Hall of Famer. Yo, man, as soon as I'm done with this pack of Oreos, I'm gonna come and bust your ass, dog. <laughs> they double. Yo, stuff. I'm at Bass Pro Shop in Bridgeport, <laughs> Vinny. Where you at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Dave Drops trying the new little right, man. We're quarantined, Chris. Where do you, we're fucking at home here with hand sanitizer. I know, I know. What do you want to do, bro? <laughs> we got to put on gloves and masks just to fight it out. It's like, I am the Godfather comedy. I'm Chris Clock. So. I got to be honest with you. I'm not scared to fight him. I'm just scared from what he dragged with him from Vegas. I mean, that shit's just as close to China as anything. Oh, you know he's getting lap dances too out there. Well, I don't Who knows know, what type of. Maybe if he was shooting some kind of like rush hour skit snack skit or something <laughs> yeah. some Asian guy gave it to him and he brought it over to me anyway by the way we have uh tiger life energy drinks here and I'm about to try it for the first time so Vinny why don't you take over while I take a sip yeah shout out to our sponsor tiger life energy shout out to sweet heel cbd hopefully gonna be merging these Very two brands good. soon with a cbd energy drink that's what my hopes are but tiger life man yeah they get they uh, what is this flavor uh that is scumbag Vinny flavor <laughs> This is no. I mean, this is a great it's beetle flavor. juice. It's beetle juice. Yeah, it is. Holy crap! Hey, Tiger Life, if you listen to what he just said, and you want Vinny to keep promoting your shit, yeah. you make beetle juice. Yeah, because when you thought about Tiger anyway, you probably thought, "Oh, this is a cool name," but it's really not. So. I was actually shocked by the taste. It tastes really good. It does taste good. I'm not a big energy drinker guy, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm into supplements and, and and shit like that. I'm not into like Red Bulls, but this tastes really good. I mean, look, if you're a comedian and you're driving home from some gig and you have like an hour left and you can barely fucking stay awake, chug one of those fucking things. If Chris Clark is chasing you on the highway because <laughs> he's back from Vegas and he's ready to fight, I think you should have your daughter fight his son. I think that's what it should happen here. How old is he? 56? I actually... Uh, How old is this man he wants to fight? He's probably in his 40s. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, let's you know, battle Chris Clark. You know, he's probably in his 40s. I uh, I mean, look, at the end of the day, Chris Clark is funny dude. mad that I got paid and he didn't. That's the best bottom line. He is well, a funny guy. You know what, too? And he tried to big time you because he, he's had some success. You mentioned the BT thing. He's had some real successes in comedy, and, and, and that's from his own hard work. Right. But when you use your own hard work and your own successes to try to big-time someone to make them look stupid on your Facebook, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you can get 75 likes, yeah. that doesn't discount anything Vinny's ever done, because yeah. you have 75 likes. <laughs> on your own post. I mean, go post what you said about Vinny on Vinny's page yeah. and see if you get 75 likes. Uh, yeah, on your own page, you're going to get 75 likes. It doesn't right. discredit your hard work in comedy right. at all. In my I, opinion. I think he just, I mean, the guy was really confused. He thought, like I said on Jay's podcast, the guy thought I was like, by the way, go listen to the For the Love podcast uh, on Spotify, iTunes. This guy, Jay Bandy, is an awesome dude. I've known him for a long time. And he talked to me about this already on his podcast. And Chris honestly thought I was catfishing him right. as the promoter. But he but you guys settled on the phone. all of that yeah, before he posted what he posted on he Facebook. He actually told me. You know, clear your name because I'm about to blast this, and basically I don't want to like include you. 
He, like, told me that. So that's why I was kind of thrown, so thrown off and angered. And then he wrote on the post, Vinny didn't do this, I was booked. But not as many people see the comments as they do the initial post. Right, yeah. And so it was like he was trying to do the damage and make up for right. it. But know? it doesn't matter because now the real Chris, Chris Clark is going to be doing comedy with you now, yeah? I've talked to this guy. I don't even guy. care if this guy sucks. We're <laughs> so, going to get this guy a GoFundMe account. So he's account. a gospel comedian. He does like gospel comedy. Yeah. But I don't care. I'm ready to come back and he's ready to do a church. <laughs> 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 I'm ready to pass the donation bucket, dude. I'm ready to do this We got thing. the incense burning. We got well, that basket. Well, what, Chris called me. The ushers on, are coming with the basket. On. Well, Chris <laughs> called me one time, and this is years ago. He doesn't remember how long we've known each other, you know? Right. And like he called me years ago, and he was like, Vinny, he's like, you know, da da da, I need this promoter's number because, you know, he booked this Chris Clark, and the guy really wanted me, and, you know, he booked him because he, you know, and the guy's not going to turn down the gig. Right. And so this is Chris's problem in life is that, you know, like he never secures his money. Maybe he's doing so much. Maybe right. he's succeeding in so much. It's like, did Michael Jordan have that problem right. where he would like do a Nike commercial, but then his assistant spent the money because he wasn't there in time to right. get the check. You know, it's like, dude, I don't know. And then, and then, You're too awesome. And Michael Jordan drops 40 against the Knicks and like, hey, Vinny, yeah. I'm in New York. Yeah. Like, let's we're, throw it out. Where's that Nike commercial money? <laughs> I'm worth $100 billion, but I need that money. It's like, Chris, dude, your snacks, videos are popping, all that YouTube money, and you really need this gig in Connecticut that's quarantined anyway. And not for nothing, if you guys do do a charity boxing match, my money's on Vinny Beadle. Now, he doesn't want charity boxing. He wants to meet up like... Uh, I had I heard I heard a rumor of him punching a comic once that he was friends with, but I mean, I, look, I've done it too. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, what it would have to be is for a grown man in his forties who lives in Vegas, who's here for a few days, to find me in a short period of time, he ain't gonna throw a you. punch, and then avoid me defending myself. It's just stupid. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if he thought I was gonna be, first of all, if he was in town that day, we might have met up. But three days later, you fly from Vegas with Andrew, all that, yeah, all that testosterone. Yeah. You're so mad. You know, you're right. like, you're like, in, you're like in Colorado. You're like, yo, I'm halfway. Like, wait. <laughs> The fuck this up. Yo, as soon as, and he's like in line in security and there's in LaGuardia just like yo where's Beetle at he's like those rental people like mixed up in some preservation and he has to wait an extra 30 minutes for the car to get clean for his new rental car he's, probably, like, he's like yo vacuum that shit up I'm a fuck scumbag Vinny yeah, they probably had my cousin Vinny on the plane the like movie literally that the same energy Chris Clark brought from Vegas to here through the times change he could have he could have sold 100 tickets not even he could have not only could he have sold out the show that he didn't get paid for he probably could have took that little snack review to the top of the cooking channel charts and he would have been like the black Rachel right. Ray dude you right. know what I yeah. mean he's, trying fucking he was too busy trips. trying to eat Vinnie Beetle yeah. <laughs> you know and I felt like dude I always say to myself like when I when I the first time that CT Comics ever blasted me out there, the Hall of Famers. Yeah, but listen, dude, there were so many people that just added in fake stories, like this kid Josh Levinson. I always tell the story because he wrote on there and he was like, he was like, you know what, my story with Vinny is that one time he put me on at Broadway Comedy Club and I didn't go up until one a.m. And, really? and I missed my train to get home. Hey, remember the fifth time I ever did comedy? I beat Josh Levinson and fifteen <laughs> other comics in a battle of the. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Yo, I woke up. <laughs> How about that? CT Legends. <laughs>
No. Godfathers, the Hall of Famers. <laughs> He's still fighting up. He's just waiting for me to finish. You remember me freaking out? I was like, Vinny, I didn't know it was the Battle of the Comics. I thought it was an open mic. We're at a Mexican we were getting, restaurant with 40 seats and all mariachis. All I'm trying to do is take Jessica on a date tomorrow night and get an eighth of weed. And by the way, Friday, we were about to go to Broadway Comedy Club. Yeah. I was doing 50 push-ups. You thought I was pacing the other night. I did like 50. But the point of what I'm saying is like, jo- I was like thinking about it. And I'm like, yo, those Friday shows I put Josh on started at 11.30. So what train are you going to get? Oh, how about, how about uh, what's his name? Benny. You know that oh, Benny Beatles shows man. don't even start till 9.30. Benny Harlem. They don't even start till 9.30. He got there at like 6.30. I got to tell you, he, and I didn't, I didn't, you got to talk to him because coronavirus canceled this Wednesday show. Yeah. And he's probably still going to be there. No, I'll talk to him. Yeah, you got to tell him. You know, he's not a bad dude, but he looked like run down, man. No, he, well, he's got the beard now. The beard and the afro, too. It's like connected as one. He looks like a cartoon character. I'll tell you this about Benny. Benny was one of my favorite guys in comedy because he's like you with the improv. Yeah, he can riff and stuff. He yeah. can riff on the crowd. And uh, besides you, he, I've done more comedy with Benny than anybody. Yeah. And so I've had. Was it because he would just shows. be there whenever you'd call him? No. Well, that. But he was. He was game. He was game. So yeah. I had him on. Remember when you did the show, when the radio show? Yeah. Benny was in studio, and when Benny gets rolling on the mic, you think, "Oh, you can't control." A lot of comedian bookers don't think that you can contain uh, Benny Harlem. He was on my radio show and was fantastic. He was when I was doing the choice. I had, he was the guy, so after the judges did a halftime of the show, Benny would get on the mic and just criticize the judges for the scoring. But now I told Benny, so I need you to just, so Benny would watch the show and see who did what, and if the judges fucked up a score, he would just rank, and the audience loved it, that he would just rank on the judges. So I called him the Ben Forcer because he was the enforcer of the judges. Because <laughs> yeah. you know how like judges either feel bad and give you too good of a score? He'd actually be a really good host. There aren't a lot of good hosts in Connecticut. His it's, problem is whatever, and it's the same problem you had, whatever you guys got going on up here, and I'd go through it too a lot, it affects what's going on around you. Like he came to the show, the Flyers at 930, I don't know if you didn't tell him 6 o'clock. And he and immediately he starts coming. If I was if I hadn't known Benny Harlem, I would have been like, I don't want this fucking kid here because he's coming at me while I'm setting up the speakers. It's right. like you know what I mean. Well, he's paranoid because of what happened last time he did a show with me. The guy punched him. What happened? What guy? With, this dude. Oh, him. I heard so, about that. So, but this is what I think happened. So I've been like really. Like, Benny's one of my closest you see, comedian I always friends. Avoid getting beat up by the crowd. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any like bruises. Uh, so. So what happened was I feel bad because I talked Benny into staying that night because I enjoyed drinking and having was fun this with at the kids. No, this was at Regal Beagle, and there's a lot of shady people over there. Was it in the basement? It was in the basement. Oof, that was the worst so, venue in the world. So Chris Sear was about to go on, and I felt bad because a lot of people had left, and it wasn't a big show anyway. There was maybe like twenty people. Could only fit that many. Twenty yeah. non-comics down there, right? Yeah. Which which seems pretty, pretty full good. for that basement. Yeah. So I dragged down like three dudes who were drinking at the bar. They were like full of piss and vinegar. I didn't know that. And they were just ready to just like talk shit to black dudes. They were like saying a bunch of racist shit and whatever. They were white guys. And then, and then yeah, they were white, but that's fine. Like, and Chris Sear and Benny were giving it right back to them. So it was just like, it seemed fun and cool, but it wasn't. And then it just keep kind of escalating. Now, where I was at, me and Jim Rapuano, we didn't even see any of this coming. So... What happens is all of a sudden I see chairs getting thrown and whatever. I just, I saw somebody choking uh, Todd. Somebody had Todd in a, in a choke 
uh, was in the rear naked choke. So I grabbed the dude and put him in the rear naked choke, kneeled down, and I'm whispering in his ear because I I worked five years with like uh, special needs people where I had to restrain like really dangerous people who were mentally unstable. So I knew how to de-escalate. So as I'm putting him and I'm not squeezing full blown to choke him out, I'm whispering in his ear, hey man, it's over. We're calming this shit down. And so I didn't know that somebody had even punched Benny at the time. Didn't even know it. So I put the, the dude who was causing some of the most, so the dude who caused the most pain had then run off. Did he knock Benny out? The guy knocked out Benny and then he, he runs like out cold. Out cold. Like, if there's a video of it, I, I don't want to get into that, but oh, I choke the next kid grabs a chair and then he's choking Todd. I choke him down. And now while I'm choking him, uh, Wall Street, Jim Rapuano, is, <laughs> you know, he's no fool. He's beating the shit out of this kid, punching him. And I'm like, it's over. It's over. So he calms his ass down. And then I see Chris Sear go running after somebody. And I'm just, I'm in de-escalating mode. So I grabbed Chris Sear to just try to restrain him from, from making it worse. Because Chris Sear would have killed this dude. I That's didn't it. know, hey, like that. I got to tell you, man. I'd love to book a show with all the comics who've been behind bars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chris just got out of jail. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. And I didn't know that. Oh, we're so you after probably the, saved him from getting jail that night. From getting, from getting arrested. Yeah. But I didn't know that they punched Benny. If I saw that, I would have been on that bandwagon. Let's kill this dude, right? Thank God I didn't see that. But... Benny gets out of his funk. He gets up and he just sees me like stopping people from killing the guy who just knocked him out. So Benny thought I had like conspiracy theory. <laughs> I bring these three assholes down. I talk Benny into staying. His girlfriend was ready to take him out of there. So Benny tried, Benny was trying to fight me. He thought I started it. And I didn't know, so I didn't know what he was going on. He tried to fight you. Tried to fight me. Now, guys, for everybody listening, Benny Harlan is like <laughs> fucking four foot eleven, and Ian's like a gigantic cane monster. Well, I wasn't. I just was like, Benny, what are you talking about? I didn't know he'd even been knocked out. So, so Chris is He's explaining. Like, Man, I just got knocked the fuck out. So Ricky, Hector, and Chris were telling him, "What are you doing, Benny? What are you saying that to him for?" He was he choked. What was he saying? Of, to you? I choked one of the dudes out. What was like, he saying to you? Ian, I'll fight you. I'll kill you. Uh, whatever. I didn't know what he was talking about. Oh, I had just God. taken one of those. You know what? He needed I just somebody. took one of those white dudes. The biggest guy. I took the biggest guy out. He was my. Somebody needed to go. Twenty to pounds heavier than me. I choked that dude. Brought him to the ground <laughs> while while Jim was punching him in the face. <laughs> Listen, somebody needs to go up to Benny at that moment and be like, "You got knocked the fuck out." Like. What are you getting upset about? Who cares? Right. Well, he didn't know. He was a little confused, and yeah. then he thought I said <laughs> a little him up. confused. He got his clock cleaned. So because <laughs> because Benny threatened me, I I stayed away from Benny for a while. And dude, now just he's because all, like, like I was PTSD. like he's got all PTSD about it. Possibly, I I, I suffered through he that. He was coming in like I was ready to kick his ass. Well, he probably thought I was there to set him up, and I was like, you know what? I don't know. Like. Ben's Let's one of my he's Let's one of my best friends in comedy, so I I yeah, yeah he, he is so like it's like so he the, when all right so if he thought that I was you don't to, have many friends in comedy in comedy I don't I mean you and Benny Harlan you know you're that guy with two people on his friends list the Hoffman. and you're like this is one of my good friends no I delete him and add six other and people and you know me I'm on the Chaz and AJ show you really am I ready like to jump Benny Harlem oh my god to, and, and risk what I have you'll be on, on your own episode of Court Audio right I would never put myself in that position at thir- I'm a 35 year old dude like I don't oh have time god. to like to set up people well listen Ian 
Thank you for coming to Scumtown. You you you've been a ball of energy. It's one of the funnest times I've had on this radio show so far. And uh, tell the people where you'll be, where they can find you. Ian has got me introduced, guys, to TikTok. He's got almost 1,500 followers. Go follow him at Big Ian C. I've got 50,000 followers because he pointed me in the right direction with that. Um, I, I love think- how you throw that in there. Vinny also sold 16 tickets on the boardwalk. <laughs> and I, I sold 15. <laughs> Ian, listen, we're going to tell that Atlantic City story in the next episode. We're going to talk about that. But anywhere you want to tell them you're going to be at. Yeah, so anyway, I'll be on Court Audio. When are you releasing this episode? uh, Today. Tonight. All right. So tonight, guys, this is Sunday night. Tomorrow morning at 8.30, I'll be on the Chaz and AJ show via phone because of the coronavirus concerns. But I will will be there with uh, my uh, interview is with a girl named Sarah. uh, Because she says like, uh, (laughs) like 17 times. So, yeah, that's where I'll be tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter. On Instagram, on Facebook, and TikTok. And I'll put all that stuff in the description, too. Big E&C, at Big E&C. That's it. B-I-G-I-A-N-C. That's all. Yeah, and uh, so, listen, guys. Also, I'm going to be starting a Patreon for Scumtown. And the Patreon will be to support the podcast and make it so that we can travel and keep getting better guests and keep recording and giving you guys the best show that we could give you here at Scumtown. And so that, Ian, is actually going to be the first guest on our Patreon episode. So you can go and listen to that now. I will put the link in the description for this podcast. Oh, by the way, my parody songs have reached 15 million people. Go Google that shit. He's worked a lot uh, doing parody songs for the New England Patriots, who I fucking hate, by the way. So do I. I'm a Bills fan. It's the only scumbag thing I've done in my life. is As a Jet fan, I wrote a bunch of pro-Patriot uh, songs. So. Pro-Patriot songs, and he got millions of views doing um, the... what? What's the one about Amendola? You got the... Um, just, if you put, a, put out Amendola's song... Uh, that's to also he just did the Uber Deb song. The Uber Deb Go check song. Check out Uber Deb song just, from the Barstool Just Google Pizza Uber reviews. Deb song. The Amendola song. Brady pulled me closer. Ten million internet views. Uh, I make the music videos as well. So my my songs combined have made fit, between fifteen and twenty million. Probably been heard on radio with that and the whatever. Probably close to twenty five million times. So yeah, that's awesome, man. And I always appreciate you. Working with me in stand-up comedy, and and, and this is our first time, you know, doing a show together with a podcast. But hopefully, we'll, there'll be many more of that. Many more. I want to give a big special thanks to all the listeners and all the people who've donated so far to keep this podcast going and to make that happen. I want to thank our sponsors: Tiger Life Energy Drinks, Sweet Heel CBD, Shop Productions, everybody that has helped us so far. Everybody, Filthy Scum. Uh, Dennis Wright on Instagram, Compy Comp, all the people from my Reddit family, all the people from my chat logs, all these people that, that hit me up on in group chats on Facebook that are Cumtown fans or Bam Margera fans. I just want to thank all you guys because it really has opened up a new avenue for me to, to, to do something different and to do radio where now we have listeners in over 38 countries, dude. 38 countries. Some people are listening to me and don't even know what the fuck we're saying right now. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, so thank you to you guys and uh, keep listening. And all those out. Hall of Famers, you're going to get inducted this summer. Trust me. <laughs> and just remember, as Artie Lang always says, Vinny Beatles a good guy. So peace out. <laughs>